The Ed and Tom Show presents the Fantasy Island Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. Right, I'm back. I am back. I am one half of the Ed and Tom Show, your Lord Commissioner, Tommy motherfucking T. Yes, I am back from the land of the rising sun, uh, the land of a lot of uh, Japanese people, if you will. I've been there for almost a month. I am back home. I came back yesterday. I got to relive the 17th twice. Oh my God, if you've never crossed that international dateline and had to relive a day the second time, it is very fucking weird. So uh, yeah, just showing up left fucking 11 in the afternoon in Japan on a Tuesday and then landed in uh, Washington State at three in the morning on that same day. Very weird going back in time. I tell you, I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing like, uh, nothing like old Marty McFly and Doc Brown fucking made it all cracked out to be. Jesus Christ. I mean, I didn't even get a chance to hit on my mom. (laughs) Just kidding. Anyway, fuck, a lot of football has gone down in the NFL and fantasy football. Holy shit, lots of things going, uh, lots of things happening. Um, I, 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 for one, um, am on a win streak, but, but all I got to say is thank fucking God, Dale, thank fucking God, Dale is not going to be having why isn't that working oh because <laughs> i turned the motherfucker down sorry that's my fault a little uh Jap- japanese rust hold on hold on hold on okay i think we're caught up now <laughs> thank god that dale hold will on. not be winning another championship this season uh, good job on, uh, who took him out last week? I think it was, uh, Butters. Yeah, was it Butters? Was it? Was it? No, it was Jake. Jake put him down in a holy fuckload of points scored. And all I can say is thank, thank you, Jake, um, for, uh, taking Dale down because nobody wanted to see Dale win a fourth fucking ring. And, uh, and, and, and then on the other fucking side in the fuck stain loser bracket, um, I haven't lost a game. 
So uh, complete opposite from last season where I made it to the winner's bracket and didn't win a fucking game. I this year have not lost. So ipso facto means I will be playing for the seventh place trophy or not that there's a trophy, but uh, the winner of the loser's bracket. Um, and I'll be going up against uh, the brown clown. But uh, yeah, so uh, the way things have shaped up, man, it's been fucking awesome. A lot of things that could have been talked about. Thank you very much, Ed, for uh, dropping a couple shows in my absence. It was fucking awesome and very entertaining nonetheless. And um, like I said, it, it it was hard. It was hard to keep track of things on the other side of the pond. Uh, but, uh, it was, it was fun. Nonetheless, I didn't, I didn't miss a, I, I did miss one game. I got to watch every single 49er game while I was in, uh, in Japan, except for the 49ers Packers game. Cause that was a day I was flying. So I did not get to see that game, but man, what's uh, some exciting fucking games happening a lot of good football and a lot of high-scoring fantasy football uh, scores to boot. Um, this is, uh, man, I, I, I can't believe it's fucking almost over. I can't believe it. Uh, we're heading into championship weekend. And a uh, little surprise, uh, t- T-Dog owner of the end zone maniacs will be here this weekend. So, uh, for the final podcast of the season to recap the season and all of the bonuses and everything, my boy and yours will be here to help record that. Maybe just maybe we'll even call in a fucking, uh, call in and see if, uh, what's his nuts, uh, powder powder can, uh, do the threesome again with us. Um, not sure what uh, Dale will have going on, or if he'll even be in this side of the fucking state. We'll see. But uh, um, but at the very least, it'll be yours truly and T Dog recording the uh, final episode of season six of the FIB season finale. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, I'm all over the place here today because I had no notes. I'm just winging this bitch. Um, but hey, how about that fucking Mando, guys? Mandalorian. If you're not fucking watching that, you're a fucking idiot. Or Jeff, one of the two. If you're not watching that show, you are missing out. It is fucking awesome. No spoilers here at all for anybody who has not seen them all. But Jesus Christ, the fucking Western vibe is there. Um, it is this, the space Western or fucking macaroni Western or spaghetti Western as they call it. It, it, all of that shit is there and it is, it is the fucking shit. It is amazing and I love it and more star Wars, please. And then this Friday or Thursday in some parts is episode nine, the one to close off all the Skywalker saga down, closing it down for good. Maybe we'll see rumors about other shit coming out um, there. I just heard read today that there might be a, uh, a Vader series with uh, James Earl Jones being the voice and uh fuckface that nobody likes Christian Hadenson uh, being part of the Anakin flashbacks. 
Um, but uh, um, heard it's supposed to take place in between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. And it's supposed to uh, answer some questions as to why this, why this fucking seven foot asthmatic ATM machine became the uh, most feared entity in all of the empire. And it's just, I'm excited as fuck. More Star Wars, all of the Star Wars. I don't care what it is. I'm going to fucking watch it. And it's, it's amazing. I just, this is wonderful times that we're living in that we get more Star Wars. Cause just, just think about it. Look how long people had to wait in between Return of the Jedi to episode one. What was that? What was going on in between that? Nothing of note. There was an Ewoks cartoon that didn't do very well. Um, there was an Ewoks Christmas special that nobody wants to talk about. It's just, but look at what we got going on now, man. We have seen, we have seen, we will have seen three more Star Wars video movies, and then, and then all this extra shit on uh, Disney Plus. There's gonna be a uh, Cassian Endor series. There's gonna be an Obi Wan series. Maybe a Darth Vader. Where the fuck else are we gonna go? It's it's awesome. The Mandalorian is uh, cream of the crop. Please go watch it, and uh, if you didn't like that, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to keep talking about it, but not today. We're done talking about that. Let's get into these fucking matchups of what was week 15. Let's talk about the loser's brackets first. So let's go. Let's go here. Let's go here and see loser's brackets. First of all, teams that we will not be talking about because they were on a bye because they're getting ready to uh, play in the worthless games. Uh, not the worthless, but oh yeah, pretty much the worthless games. The the Grumpy Bear game, which will be next week. Uh, Bee Lover versus Powder for the Grumpy Bear or to not wear the Grumpy Bear, I should say. And then Endzone Maniacs and Fantasy John squaring off against for, for fifth place in the FIB. So they are on by this week. Um, those two games will be... Um, uh, well, one of them will have more attention than the other because of the outcome. But uh, the fifth place is no slacker. Sixth place basically means you didn't win a game at all in the playoffs, which I was there last year. All right. So Hail Mary Jane and Rudy Rudiger's Ru- Randolph Rudabega Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeers were head off and had a little matchup. Headline is as such. Hail Mary Jane beats Rudy Rudiger's Renegades really badly. We'll, we'll play for Consolation Championship. That's Hail Mary, uh, Hail Mary Jane, that is. Saquon Barkley scored two touchdowns, and Jamison Crowder scored two touchdowns as well as Hail Mary Jane beat Rudy Rudiger's Renegades 133-115. to This matchup included three lead changes, with the largest lead being 20 points after Thursday. Hail Mary Jane snaps their streak of postseason futility against Rudy Rudiger's Randolph Rudigade Radiation Radiators as they had dropped the first two playoff matchups of the series. The team's last such loss was in 2017. What was that? 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hail Mary Jane, already one of the highest scoring teams in the league this season, beat their 101 per game average by 32%. Good job, Chana. Peyton Barber had plenty of chances for Hail Mary Jane, but only logged 40 total yards on 12 touches. Well, if you're if you're uh, banking on a, in a on a uh, Buccaneer not named uh, Evans or Winston, oh, wow! For the victors, several players have been getting hot at the right time. Most lo- notably, Tyler Higby and Mike Williams. Over the past four weeks, that duo has surpassed their season scoring averages by 164% and 62% respectively. On the other hand, Hail Mary Jane has a player heading into the opposite direction. The Chicago Bears defense has substantially underperformed their year-to-date average recently. Despite the loss, Rudy Rudiger's Renegades rubbed their rutabaggers had a pair of players performing their best in the playoffs, the Minnesota Vikings and Joe Mixon. During the postseason, that combo has averaged 17 and 21 points, respectively, dropping their season-long marks by, or topping their season-long marks by 115% and 98%. Conversely, the losers had a few players who struggled in the playoff spotlight, including Justin Tucker and Jarvis Landry. Next week, the League Consolation Championship will be decided when Hail Mary Jane matches up against the number six seeded Untouchables. Hail Mary Jane's has a one-to-one record against the Untouchables this season. Rudy Rudiger's Renegades concluded the regular season in 11th place with a record of 4 and 9 catching some unlucky breaks the rank 6 they rank 6 in the league in their points per game with 112 in their only other postseason game of the season Rudy Rudebaker's Renegades took down Silent Killers 107 to 98 good job on Jeff I'm not getting the grumpy bear Huh. But Hail Mary Jane takes off. But Saquon Barkley finally shows up when he is most needed, along with probably uh, one of waiver wire pickups, uh, Jamison Crowder. And Tyler Higby, he's, he has been on a tear as the last few weeks. But uh, Rudy Rudiger Renegades leans a little too heavily on uh, rookie Kyle Allen. And then Joe Mixon, a dud all season, picking it up in the late end of the season to make sure Rudy Rudiger Renegades stays out of the grumpy bear. Uh, Devontae Parker, damn, good guy. And A.J. Brown. That dude I was trying to pick off off the waiver wire so I could beat... Uh, beat Ed with him this week and then carry him on to the playoffs. That dude is on a tear. I wonder if he's going to be a keeper for you, uh, Jeffy. Who's your keeper's going to be next year? Because A.J. Brown's looking pretty fucking good and he cost you absolutely shit because he was not drafted in any league that I know of. And if he was, it was probably 15th, 16th round. So that'd be some uh, good late addition to the team and possibly keeping. But we'll see. We'll see because uh, what's his face? That dude's that slinging the rock in Tennessee. Tannehill. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill. He's uh, 
Uh, he's been a breath of fresh air for uh, for Tennessee fans because the dude is uh, playing quarterback at a very high level. And uh, I hate to see Marcus Mariota be replaced like that, but man, I mean, if, you're, if the hot hand goes, man, right? The hot hand goes, but yeah. All right, on to the next matchup in the consolation bracket. Uh, Tommy T faces off Eddie Rock. Eddie, the two commissioners playing off in the Nobody Cares Bowl. Um, and the headline is The Untouchables Beats Together Forever Heads to Consolation Championship. Carson Wentz passed for three touchdowns and Nick Chubb added 22 points as the Untouchables defeated Ed's team 126-86. to The Untouchables took a 46-point lead on Sunday afternoon and never looked the fuck back. The Untouchables exacted a bit of postseason revenge against Together Forever, which is Ed's team, with this victory. In the team's last playoff matchup, the Untouchables lost in 2015. Ed's team was led by Todd Gurley with 19 points and Aaron Rodgers who scored 16. That sounds like a recipe for losing. For the victorious side, two players have been heating up this postseason, Wentz and DeAndre DeAndre Nook Hopkins. During the playoffs, that duo has surpassed their season scoring by 36 and 32% respectively. On the other hand, the Untouchables has a player heading in the opposite direction. The 49ers defense has substantially underperformed their year-to-date average in the postseason by 71%. Despite the loss, Ed's team had several players peaking for the postseason, including Patrick Laird and O.J. Howard, who I'm pretty sure he picked up a couple weeks ago, if not this week. Over the past month, that combo has averaged 8 and six points respectively, topping their season-long marks by 138 and 65%. Conversely, the losers had a player who had who was fading down the stretch. Zane Gonzalez has dipped below his yearly average by 28% over the past month. Next week, the League Consolation Championship will be decided when the Untouchables battles top-seeded Hail Mary Jane. The Untouchables has a 1-1 record against Hail Mary Jane this season. Together, Forever, which is Ed's team, concluded the regular season in 8th place, 8th place with a record of 5-8. and eight. They also ranked 8th in the league with 98 points per game. Together Forever, Ed's team dropped their first playoff game following an opening round bye. Hmm, way to go, Ed. Being, what were you, first place or second place? Yeah, second seed in the, the fucking nobody cares bracket. And you lose to me. That's got to hurt. That's got to hurt. I was solely locked into the 12th place spot. No way to get out. But guess what? I'm going on a tear. Uh, it's fucking my draft position up. That's for sure. I would have liked to have a low draft position. But looks like if I can beat uh, the old brown clown, I'll be in 7th. Which is one spot better in the draft than I was last year. <sighs> Man, I can't even tank right. <laughs> not that I was tanking, but if I was, I'm doing it wrong. 
oh, well, you got to play every week with like you're going to play for the championship. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, I'm right. I'm fucking right. I'm always right. I'm never fucking wrong. If I even if I even if I'm wrong, I'm never or even if I'm not right, I'm never wrong. Isn't that how it goes? That's what I always tell my 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 um, employees, my subordinates. If I if you will. All right, let's get into more inci- exciting things like uh, the winners bracket. All right, let's look at this motherfucker. Uh, Hoey takes on butters and the uh headline is as such freaks and zeke picks up victory over game underscore blouses moves on to the championship this will be the first time ever butters will get a taste of this close of getting some hardware and the good kind, that is. Freaks and Zeke beat games underscore blouses 128 to 110 for their second win in as many head-to-head matchups. Their overall record goes to 10 and 4, while game underscore blouses drops to 9 and 6. Freaks and Zeke got the best of game underscore blouses again in the playoffs. In the team's previous season tilt, Freaks and Zeke reigned supreme in 2016. Game underscore blouses has become a punching bag for Freaks and Zeke's. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good one, NFL.com. Game underscore blouses has become a punching bag for Freaks and Zeke, who's a 20 0.77 point average margin of victory against game underscore blouses is over twice as large as their season average margin of victory. Jameson, I'm a fuck stain Winston, passed for four touchdowns and was the winning factor this week, putting up 41 points for Freaks and Zeke. The Tampa Bay QB is a goddamn horrible person and has been one of the best all year. And after his most recent performance proves that he probably still will get fired, he moved into the top five overall in fantasy points. James White ultimately deserved more touches for game underscore blouses as he put up a whopping 62 total yards on just six touches. For the winners, several players have been warming up at the right time, most notably Devin Singletary and Melvin Gordon. Over the past four weeks, that duo has topped their season scoring averages by 55 and 41% respectively. Despite the playoff loss, Zach Ertz was playing well in the postseason for game underscore blouses. During that stretch, he's averaged 20 points, exceeding his year-to-date by 84%. Conversely, the losers, the losers, the losers had a player who fell flat on his fucking face in the biggest stage, averaging 12 points a season. Josh Jacobs tallied five points per game in the playoffs. Hmm, a broken fucking shoulder blade will do that i guess next week the league championship will be decided when freaks and zeke matches up against number four seeded pink eye slayers these teams last met week seven with freaks and zeke winning 117 to 107 game underscore blouses finishes the regular season in fifth place with a record of eight and five from a points per game perspective perspective they rank slightly better in their only, they oh yeah third, their third with 118 a game. 
in their only other postseason game of the season, game underscore blouses defeated Fantasy John 137 to 129. Oh, poor Johnny boy. Now he's playing for a fifth place. All right. Congratulations, Butters. Putting on a clinic against your aforementioned punching bag. Wee-hoo! Um, so how do you use that punching bag? Is it prostate, nutsack, face? What are you doing? What are you doing there? Anyway, Jameis Winston, pretty sure, pretty sure you picked him up off the waiver wire, like probably a day ago, two days ago, whatever. But uh, good job putting your best foot forward. But, uh... Oh, yeah. Sorry. I apologize. I, uh, it, I've i been up since four this morning because I my body has no fucking clue what continent I'm on. But, uh, Joey, you live up to your Marty Schottenheimer of the F- FIB. You get so close and you cannot seal the proverbial deal. <laughs> All right, now, the nail biter, the uh, slobber knocker, if you will, Jake and Dale headed off in what was a fucking slugfest. Noise. All right, the pink eye slayers creeps past Hawkamaniac and will play for the championship. How about that? Last year's grumpy bear goes from worst to potentially being first. This is going to be good. This is exciting. The Pink Eye Slayer slipped by Hawkamaniac, 146 to 142 in a matchup with three lead changes. They also put up the highest score this week. The Pink Eye Slayers came into Sunday's game already in front, 47 to 27, and Lamar Jackson played a big role in that. Are you fucking kidding me? Lamar Jackson? I was being facetious there. Lamar Jackson played a big role in the fast start with an excellent game during the Jets versus Ravens Thursday night game. That advantage evaporated by the end of the early Sunday games, and they trailed by 2.48 points. However, following the late Sunday games, a pink eye slayer reclaimed the lead and took home the victory. There was one player on Pink Eye Slayers that missed out on opportunities. Even though Kenny Galladay saw a total of seven targets, he reeled in just three catches, probably because they're on their 17th string fucking quarterback. But for the victorious side, a few players have been postseason stars, most notably Julio Jones, who can eat a fucking whole bag of dicks, and Chris Carson. During the playoffs, that duo has bettered their season scoring average by 80% and 39, respectively. Conversely, the Pink Eye Slayers has two players trending the opposite way. Austin Hooper and Cole Beasley have both fallen well beneath their year-to-date averages during the postseason. Despite the loss, Hawkamaniac had a pair of players peaking for the postseason Jared Cook and DJ Moore over the past month, that combo averaged 13 and 17 points respectively, topping their season-long marks by 85 and 45%. 
On the other hand, the losers had a play had a player who had was fading down the stretch. Russell Wilson has dipped below his yearly average by 27% over the past month. Hmm, very uncharacteristic unchar- for a Seahawks quarterback. Next week, the league championship will be decided when the Pink Eye Slayers faces number 2 seeded Freaks and Zeke. These teams most recently clashed in Week 7 with Freaks and Zeke's winning 117-107. to Hawkamaniac finished the regular season in first place with a record of 10-3. They also ranked first in the league with 133 points per game. And Hawkamaniac dropped their first playoff game following an opening round bye. They had the league's best average scoring Margin this season outperforming po- opponents 24 points per game. Ouch, NFL.com. That's some salt in the wound. Damn. Woo. Thank God that Jake put the beat on Dale. Oh, no. Because, woo. We did not, like I said at the beginning, we did not want to see Dale play oh, for no. another championship because. Four. If he if he won four, we would have to kick him out. <sighs> Shit, sorry. We would have to fucking kick him out because Jesus Christ, why would we want him here? No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, fuck you, Dale. Congratulations, oh, no. Jake. Um, however, uh, even though you have let's let, let, let's go into this. Let's go into week sixteen matchups. Okay, week sixteen matchups. It's going to be um, Powder. Yeah, it's going to be Powder and and B-Lover. Powder and B-Lover for the right to not wear the Grumpy Bear next year and and have the Tyler fucking license plate. I actually project uh, B-Lover to lose, to be our first ever two-time two-time Tyler and Grumpy Bear well the first time he'll be wearing the Grumpy Bear but the second second time he will have to have the Tyler that is two two times two times damn that that I had to I had to think about it but yes if B lover loses two powder which I predict he will two-time Tyler winner (laughs) two-time Tyler loser I don't know how to say that it's weird but anyway uh should be should be a good one a four and nine regular season uh powder silent killers against the five and eight uh my Kamara stalled on a hill he changed it he changed it uh it was rekit my Kamara I think it was but anyway uh yeah, that's that matchup. And then for, uh, what is it, 10th place? Yeah, ninth place. Ninth place will be uh, Ed and Hefe. Ed and Hefe. This one, I actually think Hefe wins uh, because uh, Ed's team has not been good. They're struggling to score 80 points. Uh, struggling, yeah, I mean, that's not too far off here. Um Struggling to score points, and uh, unfortunately, that's what you need. Oh, sorry, 
unfortunately, that's what you need to uh, win is points. Um, that's some uh, hashtag analysis for that ass. But anyway, I think Hefe uh, and his Triple uh, R team is going to win the ninth place position. And yours truly facing off against the brown clown uh have no fear guys i will stay undefeated even though i only won three games in the regular season three and ten i will be undefeated this postseason and i will win the fifty dollars that the losing bracket uh winner gets i know it's nothing much but it's 50 bucks and it just goes to show that I could have tanked and got the grumpy bear or at least won a game and then tanked and got a better draft position. Um, I, I did not do that. I refused to do that. I, I put my get best foot forward every week. And it just so happens that matchups were my downfall. But uh, here it, when it counts the most, I am winning games and I am on my first ever winning streak even though for whatever reason it says i am on a losing streak i think that was uh, a regular season losing streak i have not lost a game in the postseason but yeah i will be taking home the invisible losers trophy all right so uh for let's say fifth place fifth place game end zone maniacs going up against fantasy john um I'm going to take uh, go out on a limb here and uh, look up the mat. Look at the matchups here. Yep, it looks like I predict a tie dog, a T dog, to beat a Fantasy John, and John will be winless in the postseason. That's my prediction. And let's go. This is for third place. Third place, Dale and oh, no. Joey. Uh, Joey's nemesis. Joey gets to go up against. He had his punching. He uh, uh, he was the punching bag for Butters, and now he goes up against his nemesis, Hawkamaniac. Um, Joey, I don't see you winning this game, dude. I, I straight up don't, unless Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes of last year. And uh, Josh Jacobs magically gets his shoulder blade replaced. Uh, yeah, I really don't see you winning this game, dude. Like, I don't even think, I don't even think uh, Dale's gonna need. I don't even think Dale's gonna need his flex or his tight end to beat you. That's what I think. That's my prediction there. I don't think. Well, if if uh, if 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 Dale's lineup does not change at all, I don't think he will need Hollywood Brown or Jared Cook to beat you. That's just me. I'm not being a jerk. That is my analysis. Now for this, I have put a poll on the on the league page. Who do you think is going to win the FIB championship? Will it be Jake? Or will it be Butters? Um, it is hard to pick against Jake with the fucking rampage that Lamar Jackson has been on, and his running backs Carson, uh, Chris Carson, and and 
and uh, what's his face? Julio Jones has been, Julio Jones has been fucking outstanding as well. However, I do feel that I don't know, man. If Jameis Winston goes up against Houston, I think Jameis Winston proves he's going to get fucking fired this year after this after this match or after Week Seventeen anyway. Um, but Kirk Cousins has a Green Bay matchup, which is favorable, which is super favorable. Um, I don't know. It depends on, it depends on who butter starts at quarterback. Really? It truly does. Zeke's going to have a heyday against Philly. Like he always does. Melvin Gordon could potentially have a really good game against, uh, the Raiders and court. Cortland Sutton's been doing really well. Adam Thielen, God, he's been a he's been a hard one to judge this year. Um, but he's got Devonta Freeman, Dallas Goddard. Man. You know what? You know what? I'm I'm gonna pick Butters, man. I I really am. I think Butters is gonna win this year. I think he is going to be our next FIB championship. I'm on record now saying that it will be Butters. I truly do think it's going to be Butters. I think it's going to be super fucking close. I don't think it'll be uh, uh, Morty. Um, I don't believe this is going to be a blowout. Um, historically, historically, our championships have been blowouts, uh, except for the year I won. Me and Chon or me and Tyler went down to the wire. I think I had it came down to my kicker beating him or whatever, but uh. Uh, yeah, it's the past, past championships have been blows out, blows, blowouts. And I do not feel that this one's going to be, um, but yeah. All right. So those are, those are my, uh, those were my predictions How about, okay. So here, here are the monies, the break, the regular season monies that should have been announced a while ago. But uh, due to my absence, they were not. So let's do the highest week one score. And $20 goes to Jake for his week eight performance of 177.64 points. Congratulations, Jake. Closest margin of loss changed in week 12 when Powder lost to Joey by 0.2 points. 0.2 points. Gross. And the highest single active player. And $20 goes to Ed. And Aaron Rodgers' week seven performance of 53.76 points. And now total points. Team performance. $20 goes to Dale. Who gets uh, 1,741.5. And and a half points. So 1,741 and a half points on the regular season. Congratulations, Dale. And now the league MVP and $20 goes to Jake for Lamar motherfucking. Sorry, Miss Jackson. 384.98 points on the regular season holy goddamn shit that is a lot that is a lot of points for one dude to put up christian mccaffrey almost got it 
So did Deshaun Watson, but it was Lamar Jackson who came in clutch. Now, for the postseason, postseason team points, eh, we still have a week to go. We still have a week to go, but uh, we'll go in order of uh, who's who chances to win it. In 12th place is uh, Ed <laughs> scoring a league low, 170.72 points on the in the postseason thus far. At 11th place, Powder scoring 181.02 points. 10th place going to B-Lover, a 192.42 on the, for the postseason. Ninth place going to Hefe, 222.88 points from the postseason. And eighth place going to a dude who's playing for the championship, Butters, scoring 234.6 points in the postseason. But hey, he's in the he's in the winner's bracket, playing for the for the FIB championship. Seventh place going to T Dog. 238.76 points. Sixth place is going to yours and mine, our favorite Brown Clown. 239.04 points. And then fifth place, Johnny Boy. 240.92 points. All right, the top four. Probably these four are going to, it's going to come down to these four. For the 25 points for most points scored in the season, which I am the holder from last year. So fourth place goes to Hoey. As of right now, this is not finalized. Hoey gives 247.46 points. Congratulations there, Marty Schottenheimer. And third place is yours truly, Tommy motherfucking T. 255.6 points. In the postseason. Second place is Dale. 256.56 points. And Jakey Poo. Jakey Poo putting it fucking down. Leaps and bounds. 30, almost 30 fucking points ahead of of Dale. Scoring 283.78 points. So yeah. Probably coming down to... Probably coming down to... To date, to date, to Jake, Dale, Tommy T, and who was fourth place? Joey, Mahoey, maybe fifth place. Where's fifth place? John. Eh, John could be in there, I guess. So I get. I mean, I guess it's really anybody's game. You can't really count anybody out. But uh, Jake does have a thirty-point lead, almost a thirty-point lead on everybody. On well, on second place, I should say. So there we go, guys. Oh, oh yeah. See, season MVP right now is uh, Jameis Winston. If nothing changes, Jameis fucking Winston will be the fantasy playoffs MVP. <laughs> and I would say that could be a credit to why Butters is in the playoffs or in the in the championship. Jameis fucking Winston. That's gonna be weird. Jameis Winston. If he rides Jameis Winston to a championship, I still say Jameis Winston will not be a Buccaneer next year. And it'll be hard-pressed being a starting quarterback anywhere next year. But uh, those are my words. So there you go. 
there you go. There you have it. Those are the those are the the money breakdowns and uh, some uh, some things to come. So, like I said, next year or next week, I should say, should have uh, more than just my fucking annoying ass voice on the the uh, the airwaves. But uh, there you go. That was uh, week fifteen of the fantasy island boys playoffs play play playoffs playoffs uh, d- playoffs don't talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs anyway a little uh, jim mora there for that ass but uh all right so congratulations to those that are moving on and have uh, anything to be happy for um well i guess uh 10 of us are really fucking happy that we're not playing for the uh, chance to wear the grumpy bear but um more importantly, the first place. Can, uh, let's let's uh, let's uh, make sure we're putting our best feet forward, our best footsies forward, and uh, let's have some good matchups, guys. Um, Chano, you're fucking not gonna win. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. You're not gonna fucking win, um, and that's it. But uh, to all of us original motherfucking gangsters, we are. Men amongst children and people want to be in this league. And I'm not, I'm not saying that just to toot my own horn. Cause this is, this is the league that I, that we created. All 12 of us have created and made it exactly what it is. Um, but I, I do not, I, I do not joke when I say there are people hit, that hit me up like all the time about being in this league. And it's, it's fucking awesome. I get that I get to uh, talk to you guys in this format and about the stupid fucking shit that we do. Uh, the banter has been on a whole new level this year. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. And I cannot wait for next Labor Day weekend to uh, hang out with all you guys. Hopefully this will be the year that we get all 12. We're almost had it this year. Um, hopefully this is the year we get all 12. If not, the league still will go on. We will still be the fucking cream of the crop. And damn, it feels so good to be a part of what we call the FIB. It is, it is, there is no, there is none better. So, um, with that being said, I can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. Uh, Tyler and I will try to put together something pretty awesome for you. Maybe Powder will join us as well. But uh, until next time, it feels so good. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster ass nigga plays his cards right. A real gangster ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth. Cause real gangster ass niggas don't start fights. And niggas always got a high cap. Showing all his boys how we shot him. But real gangster ass niggas don't flex nuts. Cause real gangster ass niggas know they got him. And everything's cool in the mind of a gangster. Cause gangster ass niggas think deep. Up 365, I yo, 24-7, cause real gangsta-ass niggas don't sleep. And all I gotta say to you, wanna be, gonna be, cock-sucking pussy-eat pranksters. 
Now, a word from the president. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. 